Hello, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 10th episode of Riverdale Season 1, The Lost Weekend. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful Kirsten McInnes. Kirsten, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I feel like you're just saying wonderful in, like, a, such a perfunction. <laughs> like, it just doesn't feel genuine. Well, you know, as we all know, I say what's in the script, and so if the script <laughs> says wonderful, that's what you are today. Oh, okay, cool. Great. <laughs> well, we are also joined, as always, by my friend Hannah Elam. Hannah, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be back. We had a little bit of a break, but it's good. And this is one of my favorite episodes from the first season. Yes, it's also one of my favorite episodes. I think all teen romance mystery kind of shows, I don't even know about mystery, but just in general, every teen drama needs to have a party episode in the first season. It's actually surprising that the party episode is not the first episode because so many shows have that. Like we always talk about one Tree Hill and the OC, they both have big party high school episodes. And, you know, it took 10, but we're finally here. We had a preview of that in episode one where they had the party at Cheryl's, but definitely this is more of a party now. Yeah, I mean, there was not champagne being shot up in the air and confetti in that <laughs> first episode. But I mean, I don't know about you guys, but all high school parties I went to definitely had champagne and confetti and were not a bunch of people drinking in the forest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that the pig's masks and cow masks or whatever horse masks were a little bit much. Not a thing that I usually saw at high school parties. But then again, uh, my high school parties were, we called them XCDPs for cross-country dance parties. And we usually would just like rent out one of the house, like, I don't know what they're called. It's like the pool house kind of thing at different different neighborhoods would have like a big yeah, like a clubhouse. Yeah, like a community uh, club clubhouse. That's what they're called. Yeah. So we would rent out the clubhouse of one of those places and then just dance and have pizza. Also a stereotypical high school experience, naturally. Yeah, naturally. There was a lot less drinking. Like, there was zero drinking, but that's okay. It was fun. Those were the lost weekends of my time. It's like when you go into a carb coma and you don't remember what happened because you ate too much pizza. Oh my gosh, like today I ate three donuts. We don't need to talk about it. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. I've been craving like sweets all day. I've been like, I want sugar. I really wanted donuts yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, but the problem with eating sweet things, especially donuts, but also like cake, if it's if it's just so sugary like that, I immediately feel like I need to eat something savory, even if I'm not hungry. So then I just end up eating even more food. I mean, I'm hearing nothing but positives, but okay. Yeah. I, I eat some uh, hush puppies after that, which was also good. I don't. What's a hush puppy? <gasps> Is this not? Do they not have hush puppies Isn't in Canada? Oh, we're learning bread? more about the differences. <laughs> yeah, it's just fried cornbread. Oh, okay. It looks like a little mini. What? What you eat bread? <laughs> no, I made bread yesterday. Oh, do you have a bread maker? No. I did it by hand. I, I got a book for my birthday and I learned how to make bread. So when you make bread by hand though, doesn't it take like a day? It just takes a long time to prove, right? Yeah. It depends on how you want to do it. And to let it rise. Yeah. So this was, I used more yeast so I didn't have to let it rise as much. Um, but you can do like an eight hour rise if you wanted to, but you just use more or less yeast. You let it rise and then you punch it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel free to send some my way. I love nothing more than some fresh homemade bread. Actually, I love the smell of bread making more than that, but it's good. I guess you'll have to come visit me. (sighs) I guess. (laughs) 
Anyway. Wow, don't sound so excited. I know. Anyways, so Riverdale. Like like everyone said, yeah, I was away for two weeks in Europe, and so we've had a little bit of a break, but you guys wouldn't even necessarily know it because I have been slowly updating the episodes that we already recorded anyway. So I did a lot of research while I was in Europe on podcasting things, mostly train-related, so just go ahead and get ready for that whenever that happens. But until then, Riverdale is still a thing. Riverdale will still be a thing after that is oh, a thing. Oh my gosh, yes. We just got an update, an official up- announcement that Riverdale Season 4 is coming back in October, which was music to my ears because while I'm so excited to figure out what is going on, it's nice that we have a little break. We need it. I like. I don't know if I could keep going if we didn't get the break, you know? And yeah. it actually gives us like quite a bit of time to podcast about old Riverdale. Right. So got some goals. Let's try to get there. So starting this episode, party episode, The Lost Weekend, we've got a nice classic Jughead voiceover that really just has nothing to do with anything. Weekdays from 8.25 a.m. to 3.01 p.m., we adhere to a strict regimen. Everything in our lives is controlled. But then something like the murder of Jason Blossom happens and you realize there is no such thing as control. There is only chaos. So while all this is happening, you've got this crazy party scene going on with people jumping up and down in slow motion. Like I mentioned, the horse and pig masks that people are wearing. I'm pretty sure none of this actually happens in the episode. Yeah, I think it uh, feeds into the theory that none of this is real. It's all Jughead's imagination, right? But then if Jughead's not real, how does this all fit together? Well, it, like, I I can't figure out if this is supposed to be a, a piece of the party that we didn't see, or if this is just, like, what they want you to think the party's going to be like, because Betty is the main issue with this. She's, like, jumping up and down and partying with Archie and Veronica, and when we actually get to the party, scenes, none of them, none of those three people seem to be really like dancing or enjoying themselves. So I feel like this is all just kind of to trick the viewer into thinking we're going to get some really nice fun action going on. They do love to trick us, so certainly possible. Yeah. But the beginning of this episode is kind of morose, actually, the whole reason behind why this party's happening. So Fred is leaving town to get some divorce papers signed, so we presume he's going to Chicago, where Mary Andrews is, and Archie decides randomly that he doesn't want them to finalize the divorce with that you know the best line ever why try to finalize things in such a final way now great way to be redundant archie (laughs) that's literally what finalize means he's got a way with words there's nothing you can say about archie andrews except for that one he tries and two he has a way with words we can tell from his songwriting okay but fred is done trying he's ready for the divorce he wants to try something new (laughs) it's oh my gosh it's hard because i get why archie like doesn't really want them to to finalize it in a final way because they are just kind of like coexisting separately. So I guess, I don't know if that counts as coexisting, but they're, you know, they're just, they're living apart and they're separated. What is the point if if they don't need to get a divorce? I mean, it's probably like financial and I don't know. But okay, keeps them also here's other the people. thing. I feel like they don't have to like meet up to sign the divorce papers. Can't they both sign them separately and like one of them signs it, then it gets shipped to the other one who then also signs it isn't that a thing yeah unless they haven't like determined the terms of the divorce or something yeah like it should already be the terms would be finalized and then signing it just like finalizes the divorce right so there's no reason for fred to leave at all yeah there's really not but we do but that doesn't work for the story well true exactly i mean they could have rented out a community clubhouse (laughs) okay i don't know if there's any of those in riverdale but yeah 
we do find out that the reason they're separated anyway is that Mary moved out two years ago because uh, Fred wanted to stay in Riverdale and Mary wanted to leave and so Archie chose to live with his dad and that's why they're getting a divorce which seems like I don't know I mean I I feel like that's not a great basis for marriage in the first place like if you're going to get a divorce because you want to live in different places like that's I mean part of being married is that you need to be together like you can't there has to be more to the story here yeah I feel like the location argument was like maybe the straw that broke the camel's back but they had to have been having problems before like you don't just get a divorce because you want to live in different towns like there has to be so much more going on yeah I mean my gut feeling is that Fred is a like I'm doing things my way I've always lived here I always want to live here and that probably seeps into more of his personality imagine wanting to always live in Riverdale I mean it's the town with pep it was the town with pep until Mary Andrews left Oh, well. Archie is also missing Valerie, which he kind of just longingly looks at her all throughout this episode. It's a little bit creepy. It's also a little bit like, dude, you moved on quickly to her. I'm sure you'll move on to someone else. It's like she was, they were dating for like two minutes. And also, you only want something once it's gone. Yeah. Brass is always greener, everybody. Archie, basically, his whole plot this episode is just to be sad that his parents are getting a divorce and then to offer up his house for the party that later on happens. And he just kind of wears cardigans and mopes around and his his dad calls at one point and Archie is just like really annoyed with it so he resorts to teen drinking which is how it goes in these shows um but and it seems like for the first time like when Archie's drinking it doesn't seem like he has a lot of experience with it yeah uh, I agree but he knew where the alcohol I was think that so he at least pays yeah, attention everyone knows where their parents alcohol like liquor cabinet is I don't know my parents never had a liquor cabinet so mine was a liquor corner I- in the dining room <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do, do people not just like lock up their liquor? Is that too complicated? I don't think people like in general lock it it's up. A or trust. I feel like if they do, it'd be in some kind of cabinet where you would probably like be able to find the keys. I don't know. My parents didn't have a, a liquor cabinet either, but I feel like if they had had liquor on the pre- premises, we would have known where it was. Yeah. Well, let's come back to the rest of the Archie stuff later because it mostly happens after the rest of the episode. But moving on to the Veronica stuff, Veronica is upset still from the previous episode. We found out before that her father was involved in the kind of ruining of um, Ethel's family money, and that's why Ethel's father tried to kill himself. And so Veronica's still sort of upset with this whole situation. And uh, Paul Sowerberry, who is their attorney, shows up and is trying to get them to prep to make some statements at her father's hearing, basically speaking on why he has good character and things like that to try and get him released from prison. Now, this whole like why he's locked up thing. I thought he was locked up for like embezzling money or something. That's what I thought too. But obviously like there's probably like some racketeering and stuff like that as well. Um, I've, But here's like my, my question and concern. If he is in jail and they need character witnesses to say that he's not a bad guy, I feel like his child and wife are not the people they would ask for those statements. That's a really good point. Yeah, they seem too biased and too close. Like obviously they want him out probably. It just to me doesn't make sense that their statements would hold that much weight. It's it's a weird combination. Like, this is really unrealistic, I feel like, because they probably wouldn't be being asked and because they are way too close to the situation. But also, it's not like he's being accused of doing something that, like, someone who loves their family couldn't do. He's being embezzling money. You can love your family and still embezzle well, money, and that doesn't mean that he didn't the do it. The argument could be he's doing it for his family or for selfish reasons. But I guess the thing is, you're still trying to 
prove that he's a good person. And so if you give him a lesser sentence or there's a reason to not go as hard on him. Like I could understand it if they were giving a statement to be like, we need him back. We can't get by without him. And then they could be like, oh, maybe he should be free because his family needs him and the justice system's all messed up. But I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah. Well, anyway, Veronica doesn't really want to give a statement on her dad's behalf because she's still upset and doesn't really trust that he's a good guy in the first place, which obviously her mom and Mr. Sourberry are not happy to hear because they need her to be on board and, you know, present a united front and everything because it certainly looks extra bad if his own daughter won't even speak on his behalf. And then Betty goes on to tell Archie and Veronica that Clifford Blossom may have actually had a hand in putting Hiram in jail in the first place, which is something we found out through Archie overhearing Clifford Blossom at the Blossom family. I don't know what that thing was, the tree tapping thing. Yeah, the uh, very important sap ceremony. Yeah, (laughs) the sap ceremony. The sap ceremony. Yeah, the banquet following the sap ceremony. So at least that whole episode had one purpose, which was to make Veronica mistrust her father even more. So Veronica starts to suspect that maybe Hiram had something to do with Jason's death, and that's why Clifford Blossom put him in jail. And so she's looking through her father's files from the basement, which like, again, isn't this house supposed to be the one place that Hermione owned separate from Hiram? Like, why would any of his files be also, there? Did they take them with him? Yeah, I I don't understand. I thought it was a suite in a hotel. I No, we figured this out. It's not, because they're not in the Five Seasons. They're in the Pembroke, which is like an, yeah, but a fancy I, apartment complex. I thought the Pembroke was just like another hotel. Like, we know it's not the Five Seasons, but I'm pretty Either sure way. it's still a hotel. Either way, Anyways, it doesn't like, have a basement. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, so unless, like, it's, because it's never clear if anyone else is living there. It doesn't seem like anyone else is ever there. So does Hermione own the whole building? There's no way. Yeah, I, I don't know. So whatever. But also, how would she have access to just go and look through all these files and understand everything that's going on? If Archie Well, needs... she puts on her fancy little reading glasses oh, yeah. when she gets all serious, <laughs> and that's all she understands. If Archie needs to go to her business school, I don't glasses. think Veronica just understands everything about her father's files and can detect where all this money's coming from. Well, the thing is, is that uh, this stuff is criminal, and you don't have to go to school to do criminal activities. Uh. That's the difference. <laughs> right. Of course not. So uh, Veronica notices that there's been this monthly payment from Blossom Maple Farms to Lodge Industries that stopped suddenly five months ago, and it had been going on for 75 years. So long before Hiram and Clifford were in the picture. They have 75 years worth of papers in the basement. <laughs> Apparently. I, you know, I don't even, let's, like, where did, did she Hiram have time get time to read all of that? Like, Who I knows? feel like that would have taken so much more time. Yeah. She had papers so, all over the table, guys. Yeah, and so she, like, accurately realizes that Clifford may have implicated Hiram in order to get him out of paying this monthly fee. And Hermione doesn't really want to look into it much too much. She's like, oh, honey, like, don't ask questions that nobody else is asking because she doesn't want people to start wondering if Hiram had something to do with Jason's murder. And Yeah, because no- Hermione wants him to be free, which is why they're trying to make statements, not Yeah, whereas Veronica just wants the truth, I think. Because she's kind of like, you know, who, do we want to let this guy into our life again, who we don't even know if possibly is a murderer? You know, 
know, it's questionable, but that's at, just, at the minimum, yep. it's questionable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Hermione is just like, look, let's not, you know, don't talk to any of the Blossoms, including Cheryl. So of course, Veronica's like, okay, great. So you mean like go challenge Cheryl in a dance off for the role as cheer captain? Which why does Veronica even want to be cheer captain? Like why does she need this stress? Hey, at least we saw I, I think... Betty and Veronica as River Vixens again. True. You're right. It matters. I think that Veronica is like, okay, well, I can't talk to Cheryl about this, but I'm still mad at Cheryl, so I'll try to take something away from her. And what we've seen that Cheryl about- But what is she about... mad at Cheryl for? Like, what did Cheryl do to Veronica? Well, I mean, she's a mean girl, Mary. <laughs> she's what Veronica used to be. Okay, sure. Remember so. when Veronica made someone eat or drink puddle water? Yeah. I think it was gutter water. It's the same thing. I'm going <laughs> to say water in a gutter. That's a puddle. <laughs> okay. That's gross. I don't know. I think, I think gutter water is a bit worse than puddle water. Like, puddle water implies that it's, like, from the, like, the rain created a puddle. Still on the whereas ground. gutter water sounds a lot worse. I don't know. It still probably has worms in it. Okay. Like, I just, I feel bad for Cheryl in these moments. It's like, Cheryl is a mean girl who doesn't really have any real friends. And being cheer captain is all that she really has. So, like, let her keep this. Her brother is dead, which everyone keeps forgetting. They're just like, oh, Jason Blossom. But it's like, yeah, her brother, her twin is dead. It's hard to feel bad for her when she's so mean to everybody else, though. It's easier to feel bad for her when you follow Madeline Pesh on YouTube and you find her such a well, likable person. and that's why she made the YouTube because people hated her so much. She had to come out as a real human so that people would understand it's just a character. Yeah. The thing Gosh. is, is it's hard to feel bad for Cheryl when it's something so stupid, like a dance-off to become head cheerleader. We don't know that they can do, like, create choreography. We don't, we didn't see any proof that they can do all the moves. I want to see each of them at the top of a pyramid and then we'll go from there. Okay, let's talk about this dance-off for a second because this has high school musical written to? all over no, it. I felt like, more bring it on. Let's give well, it a little bit Well, here's what I mean. More. No, don't Th- this is... bring it on like that. No, I'm <laughs> no. saying like the, uh, bring it on the best. copying the moves and then adding yeah, to it. Yeah, sure. But what I mean by the high school musical thing is in high school musical, they want you to like Troy and Gabriella and like every time they sing, you want, they want you to root for them even though Sharpay and Ryan are so much better <laughs> and more entertaining. And that's how I felt about this. I'm like, why are we all supposed to think that Veronica is so much better when Cheryl is clearly a better dancer and like has more allure to her and is just doing a better job. You're right. Cheryl is a Sharpay of Riverdale and she has been painted as a villain when she is a victim. Exactly. So I was team Cheryl on this. I mean, Veronica oh, was yeah, fine. Oh yeah, me too. Like, Veronica was She was fine. not like overwhelmingly better. She, like Veronica's dancing seemed just super like wooden. Like it didn't feel like there was any actual emotion there. It was just she was doing the moves, but she was clearly thinking about the moves that she was doing. Like it, it felt like she yes. was putting in so much effort that it just wasn't Cheryl was giving smolder eyes and that's what I need. See, but here's the thing. If she's been so mean to everybody else, then people aren't going to want to vote for her even if she's the better dancer. (sighs) They should want to vote for her because she will make their lives hell when they don't. Yeah, anyway. So, and Betty just being like, all those for (laughs) Cheryl? All those for Veronica? Like, stop. That's not what Betty sounds like. Where did this impression (laughs) come from? She's like, it's how Betty sounds like It's my my favorite impression. I feel so, like, how do you keep watching the show if she sounds like that to you she's so okay you like know she what? does have an annoying voice and i agree i just don't think her impression sounds like it that's that's more when her you can RT do a more voice. accurate impression you can take it over fine i will i will work on my betty impression do it it's fine so 
this just morphs into Cheryl being even more upset, and she gets Chuck Clayton to come with her to Archie's party to cause trouble. Oh, yeah. Chuck's and, oh, yeah, back. Chuck Clayton is back. <laughs> he was just suspended, not expelled after all. Yeah, and they try to make him, like, walking into the cafeteria later, which we'll talk about later when that scene comes up, being, like, this big moment, and it's just like, oh, wow, I completely forgot about Chuck. Murders are happening, but, oh, gotta worry about Chuck Clayton being a bad boy. And it's like, even if he comes back... Back, he's been fully exposed, so I feel like he doesn't have the power anymore. Right. He can't get away with the same things. He's just kind of going to be laughed at. Whatever. So, um, Veronica talks to Sourberry and tells him her theory about the Blossoms, and he's like, oh yeah, we totally knew about that whole money situation, um, but let's just not bring it up. And by the way, here's a note from your dad that's threatening you and your mom. So, you want to get on board now? Because if you were wondering if your dad was a good guy or not, yeah, he's definitely not, but like, we're going to just threaten you and to it. I feel like that was the wrong way to go. I feel like Hiram should have probably given her a note being like, oh, sweetie, baby, honey, I love you so much and you're the best and I'll buy you a pony. Like, that would have been probably better. They, yeah, it seems like uh, he fundamentally misunderstands Veronica's uh, whole purpose here and like what she wants. He doesn't get her qualms with him. Well, but he's been understand. gone, so I guess it's not really his fault. I feel like when he was taken away, she probably was in like the height of her mean girlness and so he doesn't know she's changed. Yeah, Riverdale can do that to a girl. And then we can jump to the end here and we'll circle back to it later but Veronica ends up sleeping over at Archie's house after the party because scandalous like we said Archie moves on quick um yeah but you know he's a gentleman and he sleeps on the mattress on the floor and uh Veronica sneaks out and then she asks Smithers if her parents are good people because she's been wondering about this and he's like oh uh yeah your dad's like a horrible dude but your mom spot on wonderful person he doesn't Trust say anything about Hiram he refuses to say but Hermione he refusing says, to say says it all is my dad a good guy mm. Sorry, I can't answer that right now. Yeah. Uh, Next question. (laughs) So Veronica decides anyway to go ahead and go on record and talk about how much her parents love her. And uh, I guess she's just trying to save her mom from whatever kind of retribution her dad would have supposedly given her from that letter. And she gets a new pearl necklace in return from her dad with a thank you note. So in my mind, this pearl necklace came with like a threatening note, like don't take it off again. But maybe that was just something. I think that's just the implication. But like, okay. read it in a fan fiction. How did he know that know. she broke the first necklace? I think it's just her getting another necklace. Yeah, maybe. But like that that's kind of lame. Like if you have a pearl necklace already and then your dad's like, hey, here, here's another. Like you want to give me a different necklace at least? Like at least have it like chocolate pearls or like whatever the red ones are called. Yeah, but they're not like, as pink classic. ones. I mean, it's hard to get those from prison, Mary. Yeah, he don't have <laughs> so many that's options. That's a good point. He can buy All of his accounts are limbs. frozen and he is in jail. So it's really hard to, to get <laughs> quality uh, chocolate pearls. He could find a way. I have faith in Hiram Lodge. <laughs> and then also after the party, we go back to the Archie stuff. Somehow the house gets TP'd. I don't know when that happens. Maybe that's also it in was Chuck. It's in the Jughead voiceover version of the party. The it's house the gets people TP'd. who were wearing the horse and pig masks. They went outside and yeah, wanted to throw I'm toilet sure. paper it, everywhere. You know, whatever. Archie and Veronica have a conversation and they're, I guess, they're a thing now. I don't know. 
know. He he wonders about if he would have been better off if he left Riverdale with his mom, and the answer is probably yes. Everyone should leave Riverdale <laughs> if they have the opportunity. That is the answer. Yeah. And then um and then uh he's cleaning up and Fred comes home with Mary Andrews. So Molly Ringwald is here. Yeah. Yeah. What were you guys' reactions the first time you saw Molly Ringwald being in the show? Well, because I already knew she was going to be on the show before oh, I did? saw her. Yeah. I had known she had been cast because again, I day one Riverdale fan. Just again, just so you know. So I knew she had been cast, so like I knew that at some point she was going to be showing up. And so like when she showed up in this one, I was like, Oh, she's home. What's happening? But it wasn't like, oh my god, it's Molly Ringwald. Yeah, I think I was in the same situation where not the day one situation, but I think I knew that she had been cast. <laughs> it was kind of surprising that she came home and looking back at it now, it doesn't really make sense why like you kinda gotta wonder what happened in Chicago because Fred was at the point where they weren't even going to see each other until they were gonna be signing the papers and now she comes home with him. So she probably didn't want to see him because she knew that if she saw him she'd want to go home with him and then when she saw him she was like I need to go <laughs> yeah I don't know. So maybe we'll find out a little bit more in the later episodes. But yeah, it was definitely weird that she was there. I was not expecting it. It's okay. So I love Molly Ringwald and I think she's a great Archie's mom. And I think Luke Perry is a great Archie's dad. I don't really see the two of them together though. That's why they're getting divorced, divorced Mary. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, moving on. Um, Okay. Actually, something else I'd like to go ahead and talk about. I was debating when to talk about this, but we're to do it now. Have you ever noticed how this show, there were several kiss scenes in this episode in particular, and somehow Riverdale, like, it, it finds a way to make just sort of not too spicy closed mouth kisses look really steamy because they just, like, have them mostly kissing, but then they'll just have a person straddle another person, and they're like, boom, now we're doing something. Like, no tongue, no nothing, but oh, immediate escalation yeah, of the see, situation. Oh, it's hot because someone is on top. Yeah. I definitely felt the escalation during that makeout. And I was just kind of like, why? Why did it need to go here? Like, is it for the camera angles or what? Because look, I've kissed many a person in my life and it never have I moved into the straddling position that quickly. I gotta say. Maybe <laughs> Mom, I'm doing Mary, it wrong. Get with the time. They already spent seven minutes I mean, in heaven. Yeah. So it's like they, they're past the point of they're just regular now. kissing. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm not normally like sitting on a couch next to someone and just like turning my head sideways. Ways. That's not normally what's going on. What, I don't is, yeah. what, what is, is going on, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look, we. I don't know why I brought this up. All right, moving on. <clears throat> Let's go to Jughead and Betty, who this episode's really about. And who every episode should be about. And guess what? Jughead doesn't like his birthday. Surprise, why? surprise. Why doesn't he like his birthday? Is it because he's weird? Yeah. He doesn't well, I mean, fit because he's in. a weird guy. He doesn't want to yeah, fit Yeah, he's a weird in. guy. Yeah, he's not wired that way. <laughs> Whatever. Ugh. So Archie tells Betty it's Jughead's birthday uh, and she's like oh my gosh I didn't know and he's like yeah Jughead doesn't like to make a big deal out of it and she's like oh great so I should make a big deal out of it yeah like oh let's throw him a party since he doesn't like Mary, it that was a much better one. Betty voice by the way that actually <laughs> was a lot better to be honest you know what it's fine it was a little um, better every year he goes to see a double feature at the Bijou and I love how Archie's just like yeah so you're going with him this year and she's like oh well we, we could have the three of us you know like the the three musketeers and then she's like oh wait actually there were four musketeers we're did, back to is the it just me voice. did that sentence come out of like like come out of nowhere it yeah just, like, i also don't remember that there were
or four musketeers. It's always the three musketeers, right? Well, I think, yeah, okay, I didn't do any research on this, so I don't know if she was saying, like, actually in history there were four musketeers, we only ever talk about the three because maybe, like, one died or something, or if she was just like, oh, you know what, we should actually have four people, because it immediately goes into her calling FP and asking him to come to the movies too, so I don't know if she was just like, dot, 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 Archie, it's gonna be four of us, and it's not gonna be Veronica, because I can't remember if I'm actually friends with her right now. I I don't know. And I was trying to remember the names of the musketeers and then then I was like, "Oh, I've never read that." So I I don't know them. Yeah. I know I there's like D'Artagnan, but that's all I can remember. I don't really like the candy, so I stopped my investigation there. <laughs> I love that your investigation was focused on candy. I like I know I used to watch like a Three Musketeers cartoon when I was like really young. I remember young. the I'm Mouse like, Musketeers. Yeah, and see, I'm getting this mixed up with the what is it? The Three Caballeros or something? No, that oh, is, oh my that is god. Three Musketeers, isn't it? Oh, hold on. I think Three. it's like inspired by them. Yeah, it's Cab- Cab- Caballeros. The, the 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 ducks or wait, aren't they? Isn't somebody a duck? Hold on. Oh, I, I Three don't know. Caballeros. It's like it's the ride in in Epcot. You know what I'm talking about? No, no I've the, never been to Disney. In the like Mexico pavilion. Um, hold up. Donald Duck and a penguin, Pablo, and a flying donkey. They don't they don't have a name sounds, for the flying donkey. So, but here sounds what? like musketeers to me. So Betty wants FP to come, but I think the weird weirdest part of this show this this episode was that alice is officially the advisor for the blue and gold and so she comes in and is like here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do all this great stuff for researching we got to get to the bottom of things but then betty she's like yeah the the principal said i i'd be a valuable resource oh okay yep (laughs) yeah but then the principal but then betty's immediately like okay great yeah we're starting on a shopping list for jughead's birthday party like this is not this is what you needed your mom to be hired for i mean (sighs) i don't think her mom was hired i think her mom is volunteering I, I i i don't know they made it seem like your dad kicked you out of the register so we're gonna get you a job at the i don't know you but know like, it makes that's no not sense. a real job so is it just a hobby like does think, alice just yeah. have nothing better to do i think she just, just really have that need for journalism yeah okay she lives for it i don't see i just don't picture hal as being like journalistic i picture hal as being it's like you know in that 70s show when the neighbor works in like a furniture store or whatever the bob that's what i picture yeah that's who he is to me. I, I don't know anything about that 70s show. I watched like one episode one time on Hal. Valentine's Day. Yeah, he is. You're right. I don't know what Hal is, but he's a lump Hal's of something. Trash. <laughs> a lump, a lump of, of something. something. A little tiny smile. <laughs> All right. So Betty tells the gang that they're going to have a party for Jughead and Archie's like, yeah, that's not going to go over well. But Kevin and Veronica are like, yeah, but we want to have a party. So make Jughead like it. And I feel like no one in real life says inner circle as much as the characters in this show do. I feel like it's mostly well, Veronica. just between us, the inner circle, I don't think that's true. I feel like Cheryl also says inner circle sometimes. Maybe not. It I just seems like, like the kind of thing she would say. These people have too many circles. Why do they Why do they need so many circles? I mean, what do you have? Like inner circle and then outer circle? Yeah, it should be Riverdale with the town with circles. <laughs> the, <laughs> the town, town that tries. <laughs> no, that's Sorry, just that's Andrew's just the answer. No, they're not. That's wow. <laughs> it's, yeah, because then it would be triangles. But we got circles here. You're right. Good point. And then Kevin's just like, oh, OMG, don't turn around. And then they all immediately turn around. That was and a great like, moment. And like so obviously nobody even tried to hide it. But like why do you need to hide it? Like what is Chuck gonna do? Come talk to you guys? Oh, scary. But Betty approaches him anyway and he's just apologizing to Ethel and she's like, Chuck, you're a bad boy. And he's like, don't go dark Betty on me. And she's like flips out and is like, 
like, I'm not going dark petty on you. She's like, there is no dark petty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, huh. And then she like puts her fingernails into her hands and cuts her hands open again, which like, that's a lot of pressure to actually cut your hand open. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it definitely seems like it would be kind of difficult to actually make it bleed. Like, I'm sure you could do it, but I don't think I... But it's also like the more she does it, wouldn't her hand like build up a callus or something? It would become harder and harder over time. You would think. Since she seems to cut her hand open all the time. Yeah, you would think. And then uh, Archie's like, yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and have a party because he's staring at Val and decides that's a good idea for some reason. Who knows? So Betty asks FP again in person this time. Hey, come to the party again. Like just, I get that you want FP and Jughead to be pals, but like maybe take them to Pops. Like having him at the party is just awkward. Have you guys ever been to a party that's like mostly people of like one age group and then there's like one way older person there? That's how I feel on this podcast. Like I'm the one way older person. Okay. Well, I went to a Halloween party one time and it was, you know, all people like young, just graduated from college age people. And then there was like our 60 year old boss. Oh no. But that's, I feel like that's way older. And here's the other thing though, is that it was just supposed to be inner circle. It wasn't going to be this rager. So it wasn't like it would be that outlandish for FP to be there. I feel I, like it would be pretty appropriate. I guess, but like, what are you going to do? You're going to sit around and eat cake? Like, it's not a fun party. <laughs> like, nothing that kids could do that would be fun. They're in high school. Nothing that kids do that could be fun would be, I don't know. Side note, did anyone count the candles on his cake? Like, do we know what age he's turning? No, but turning I did 16. notice that it was a hamburger cake, which I thought was super cute, but also a lot of effort. That was cute. That, like, the only cute thing Betty did. Also, when did she have time to make that cake? I have no idea. I assume she bought it. Oh, good point. Anyway, so... Or Alice made it since she doesn't have a job. Yeah. Betty also, at this point, she's talking with Alice at the Blue and Gold and she's like, hey, you know, when you and Hal started dating, did you guys like share everything? Did you like tell him everything about yourself? And Alice is like, yeah, I told him about my secrets and my fears and my doubts and I regret it because he used them against me. So I guess we'll come back to that later. I don't know what to deal with that is. Um, And Betty's like, oh, but like, shouldn't I trust Joyhead? And Alice says, yeah, but not with everything. So great examples to set for your kids' relationships. Super healthy uh, relationship ideas here. Yeah, but we know in this show, anything that Alice tells Betty to do, she immediately does the opposite. Like back in episode one when she told her not to be friends with Archie and then she immediately was friends with Archie again. Well, at least Betty has something going for her. Yeah. So Archie tells Jughead, again, just with like telling Jughead what's going to happen. He's like, yeah, uh, the movie sounds like fun, but you're going with Betty. Not like, hey, wouldn't you rather go with Betty? Or like, oh, Betty wants to come. But just, yeah, I'm not going. Bye. You're going with Betty. Just kind of ditching him. Yeah, well, and it's also just like proof that they've just been talking about Jughead behind his back and just like planning his life for him. Yeah, but I, you know, this is what happens when you date a Northsider. Anyway, they're going to go see Animal Werewolf, an American Werewolf in London and Animal House. Have you guys seen either of those movies? No. I think I've seen Animal House, but I don't remember. Did you see it at the Bijou? Yes, I did. I went for a double feature. Uh Uh-huh. Did you go with Chuck Clayton? Was it a good time? Well, I thought it was, and then it really came back to bite me. Not this Reggie. <laughs> I like this Reggie too. This is the like more fun bro. Fine, Reggie. but he's not new Reggie. <laughs> yeah. Was Reggie even in this episode? No. I'm trying to remember. I think he like you would have thought that Reggie would have shown up at the party with everyone else, but guess maybe not. he was already on you 13 Reasons Why and he couldn't show up. Mm, maybe they ask Jughead like, "Hey, so why is it that you don't like your birthdays again?" Which is so transparent for the show because they have Archie ask him. If they they could have had Betty ask him, and maybe I mean. Maybe 
maybe he wouldn't have given her an answer. But, like, you would think Archie, his best friend, would know by now why Jughead doesn't like his birthday. But whatever. For the yeah, show, he says Yeah, if they've been again. best friends for life, you would think. Yeah. But he's like, oh, you know, it was just things were always bad in my house. And then on my birthday, it was like this arbitrary day where, well, again, literally not arbitrary. It was your birthday. But this day when my family would pretend that things were normal and it just felt really sad and lonely. So poor. Yeah, your family being together made you feel lonely. But I guess if it's fake, that could happen. I guess. Yeah, there's actually a lot of fan fictions out there about like Jughead's bad birthdays in the past. And uh, they're all kind of sad. So I'm not going to bother to tell you guys. But if you search them. See, whenever you say fan fiction, I always just think that it turns sexual. And so you're saying like all those bad things on his birthdays. And I guess I just I don't know that I really want to dive deeper into them to know what they are. No, these are like these are like rated K or K plus, but they're like which is like G or PG. But they're usually just like little quick flashbacks of like mostly just like his dad being an alcoholic and ruining his birthday and stuff. They're all just kind of sad. I just why do you choose these ones to read? I because you know uh, it's like doing research. <laughs> Not going to do research on Three Musketeers, but I will on Jughead's sad birthdays. Well, there's you no know. candy equivalent, so I know. Ugh. Speaking of candy, like I it's because I'm a big candy lover, and there's really only three types of candy that I don't like and Three Musketeers is one. And I keep trying Three Musketeers thinking maybe one day I'll like it. I don't, I just what? Don't. I've never it's tried just one. It's just what is it? with chocolate around it. Oh, no, yeah, but thank it's like, you. It's like marshmallowy, fluffy, oh, no, kind of stuff. Oh, no, no, ma'am. Like I would yeah. not want that. Yeah, but it, it had like a lot of them. I don't know. They just look like they're going to be good. And then Butterfingers. Don't like those. Oh, Butterfingers I good. I love Butterfingers. It's because I, I love a Butterfinger in my mind, blizzard. It's, well, because in my mind, it's peanut butter, but it's mm. like, it's butterscotch, which is not like I what like I butter, want. Butterfinger. Actually, you know what? I'm not thinking about Butterfinger chocolate bars. I'm thinking about Wonder Bar. Butter, the Butterfinger ice cream bars were really good, though. What's Wonder Bar? I don't... I, maybe I think it's, it's a can thing. Here. Oh, it's really gosh. good. I'll send you some. No, that's the real research I was doing when I was in Europe, was just trying different types of candy and snacks and things. And you got to go to Harry Potter. I did. I did a lot of Harry Potter research there as well, so... Did, were there any, like, standout time. candies that you, like, love and want to have now? Um, there is one that I really like. I am not going to say the name of it because it has a really offensive name and um so I will say that they're like they're like wine gums but smaller and if you go anywhere in England or Scotland you will find them and you'll know what I mean you can do your own research googling them they're made by the same company who makes wine gums the wine gums I did not like as much because they were I don't know too big wine gums are disgusting I mean like I I liked the taste but they were just too big like do you guys not have wine gums in the states no I don't oh you can buy them here oh well (laughs) anyway but the same uh brand makes another candy that was really good i want to know what it's called mystery that you can, can you look like up? type it in the chat i don't want to <laughs> google offensive candy name um <laughs> sure well they're really good oh i know huh um anyway okay so oh and laffy taffy that's the other one i don't like oh my god i love laffy taffy oh no oh my god it's one of my oh my god so what candy do we think that jughead and betty would get when they went to the double feature well i saw them milk I duds they, did they, i love milk duds milk duds are my favorite candy oh my god how do you have any teeth left um i get lots of cavities <laughs> have you guys That's ever tried answer. putting uh m&ms either like peanut or regular into a hot bag of popcorn yeah well they get all melty i don't like uh, that it's good but it's not my favorite i'm not like a big chocolate guy like if i'm gonna have candy i'd rather have sour candy or like mm. actual candy such as laffy taffy watermelon laffy taffy Ew. is so good gosh mm. actual like, laffy mm-hmm. taffy is just like it's like laffy taffy is the american cheese of candy well i don't do you like know about american 
cheese. Oh, you don't like any it's not cheese? Just, it's not just cheddar cheese? No. No. It's wax. Oh my gosh, I wish it was cheddar cheese. It's like, it's plastic. It's not, it's not. Oh, it's so it's che- like processed cheese. Really yeah, but it comes processed. in these like little sleeves, these little craft singles. They're like in these oh, little plastic so sleeves. Okay, that's called American cheese? Yeah. yeah. Why would you put your name on that? That doesn't even need to be refrigerated. <laughs> that's not cheese. It's not cheese, and I am offended that it's American. Millennials are killing the American cheese industry. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at a salad place once, and they, the two types of cheese that you could get on your salad were Swiss cheese or cheddar cheese. Makes sense, in my opinion, because those are the two better of the standard cheeses. And people would come up and they'd say, oh, I would like, you know, the the regular cheese. I'm like, what do you mean by the regular cheese? They say, you know, the American cheese. I'm like, don't disrespect cheddar cheese by calling it American cheese, okay? So there are people who think that Kraft Singles are normal cheese? I guess. And then people I, like cheese? I just, huh. I'm really sad about it. America really is wild to me. Well, like when you go to McDonald's or like Burger King or something and you get a cheeseburger, it's like American cheese that's on there. Well, yeah, because why would they, ha- they don't have time to cut real cheese. Obviously, it's going to be cheese slices. It just, it makes me sad. Okay. Anyway. Huh. But it could still be double feature. cheddar slices instead of American cheese. Yeah, but they're Yeah, but that costs more, that. so they're going to yeah. go for the, the cheap. I don't know. I think Swiss cheese is the best cheese for a burger or a sandwich in general. So it's porous and lovely like SpongeBob. At the double feature, Jughead wants to know about what happens with Chuck because people have been talking about it. But Betty. Yeah, like where was he? Why was he not at lunch with everyone else? That's a good point. Maybe he was doing the real research well, for the blue and gold. He, or he was with his he dad. Couldn't, nope. He couldn't be there because they were talking about him. So he was off being a loner. Sure. Whatever. I mean, people just don't also like not go to lunch. But I think there's been a couple times where he hasn't had lunch with them. I'm sure. I mean, it's like the time of day when they can get together and talk. So whoever they're talking about can't be there. But yeah. So yeah, he asked Betty about the scene in the cafeteria and what really happened between her and Chuck and stuff at Ethel's pool a few episodes ago. And Betty's like, oh, well, you know, Veronica told me not to talk about the details of that night. So sorry. And he's like, oh, okay. And then she makes a really creepy comment about being all about the beast within. Yeah, I don't Because she's so dark, guys, remember? I know. It's like she's the, you know, pastel girl next door and she's too afraid of scaring off loner Jughead with her dark side. I think Jughead would be into it. I don't think she needs to worry about that a whole lot. But I love the crown sweater that she's wearing. It's really cute. Yeah, it's super cute. So hope we see that. Is that a throwback to her comic? I think it's a reference to like Jughead's crown. Gotcha. Like his crown beanie. So I think think that's what it is. Because it looks a lot more like the hat he wears in the comics. Anyway. So then we get to the the surprise party that's happening where the inner circle of Kevin, Ethel, Joaquin, and Archie are all hanging out. And then Veronica shows up shortly after. Also, Ethel's like, hey, it's a double feature. Can I go to the bathroom? And Kevin is just mean to her for no reason. He's like, no, Ethel, you definitely don't have time. Like, I think she could have probably had time. Also, how is she in the inner circle? She, yeah, why is she there at all? I have no idea. Why is Joaquin there? Why is Kevin there? None of this makes any sense. Kevin's answer to her should have been, yeah, you have time to go. You should probably just go use your own. Like, please leave us alone. Maybe Veronica is still trying to make up for the fact that, you know, she, her dad made her dad is bad situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I forgot yeah. what happened. Uh, and I was like, oh yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> 
Anyway, so Joaquin's there, Archie's drunk, and uh, Veronica is shows up and she's all distressed, even though it was like her idea to have this party. Well, she just came from the threatened letter from her dad. Yeah, yeah, that was in the middle of those events. So I also love how when Jughead shows up, he just like low-key hates Kevin. I know I've mentioned this before, but like, yeah, Cole Sprouse has just decided that Jughead hates Kevin for whatever reason, because every time he talks to him, he's just like, oh, hey, it's Kevin. <laughs> well, which makes sense because Jughead doesn't have any friends. And he's like, who's this guy who's suddenly like in our circle? He's like, it took me 16 years to be one of the best friends for everyone. And now Kevin just gets to join the group. Yeah, it's great. And then uh, Betty is super creepy when she brings up the cake. She's singing all by herself. Not sure why no one else is singing. And the lights get all weird. And I mean, it's cute that she has a hamburger cake, but the singing was creepy. And Jughead's just like, that was haunting Betty. And she somehow takes that as a compliment. Well, from Jughead, that would be a compliment. I think it was sort of, the happy birthday Mr. President like Marilyn Monroe style like that's what they were channeling there but it came off super creepy well yeah because she's a 16 year old girl in high school it's a party like they're standing in the foyer still like at least like come into the house and like sit down and before you bring out the cake why did you need to do that instantly maybe because what is, it's shouldn't a TV they have show. eaten something before they had cake well i guess they ate popcorn probably maybe some milk duds we maybe they're already carb what do you call it carb drunk carb coma <laughs> Car- yeah they're in a carb yeah they're coma. in a carb coma um, from yeah. the popcorn carb it's like how you know people get like the like meat sweats if they eat too much meat i've never experienced it what? you get like the carb sweats if you eat too much carbs i've also never experienced that but i assume it could happen oh my gosh that just made me think of chad from the bachelorette a few seasons ago just the meat slices yeah just eating all the meat slices is that called american meat oh my god no it's called uh i just call it lunch meat that's what i used to call it oh yeah cold cuts yeah or deli i would just call them lunch meat though yeah oh well i don't know why where that came from i think those are all valid terms for it yeah okay so uh (laughs) like jughead blows out the candles and you just hear kevin in the background he's like oh my gosh one blow (laughs) That means he only has one girlfriend. Yeah, like, I don't know. Is he, is he, uh, is he just ad-libbing this? I like to believe Casey Cott's just back there ad-libbing. He's like, you know what? I'm getting paid to show up here. Let's see if I can make them laugh and then they have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Relight the candles. Veronica's crying. Archie tells her about the divorce. Jughead comes in and starts complaining about the party. And Petty's like, wait a second. What? Why Why are you mad about this party? I like, I mean, I know you hate parties, but like, I thought you'd and your birthday. like this one. Yeah. And, and she's like, geez, Jughead, why is everything so doom and gloom with you? And that's when he shouts for the first time, I'm not normal. I'm not wired to be normal. Normal. So uh, he just, you know. He, yeah, he's one of those people who really uh, enjoys being different from everybody else just to be different from everybody yeah. else. And this is yeah. part of it. Yeah. And then Cheryl shows up and everyone else at school. And that's when my favorite part of the whole episode comes in when it's like you think it's going to be like a big, a tense moment. And instead, Moose is just like, hey, Archie, where do you want the kegs? And he's like, hey, screw it. One in the kitchen, one in the backyard. And, and then it's a big party all of a sudden. Why? do they have to be in different locations because right, you know one keg is is a is a lot actually every party i've ever been to where we've like gotten kegs we haven't even finished one keg <laughs> i've never been at a party with a keg and it really bothers me oh well how have you can't i assume you haven't done any keg stands then i've never done a keg stand and that's why it bothers uh, me mm, who is the oldest on this podcast but now, now i think i'm too old to try a keg stand <laughs> 
I mean. No, I, th- I think moms have done it, so I think you could. Oh, okay, thank you. If moms have done it. <laughs> I mean, it just, you need to be in a in a time where there's a keg and it's appropriate for you to be doing it, like at a wagon, wedding or a, a wagon or something. I don't know. A yep. wedding. So, <laughs> a wedding. Sorry. Huh. Yeah, so wedding is the appropriate venue to do kegs. <laughs> I don't know. I've also been to a wedding where there was a bunch of kegs, okay? Huh. I didn't do a keg stand, but I was not wearing the correct outfit for that, so. Uh, but Jughead's not happy about the kegs. He's throwing a little pity party in the garage and Archie comes in to try to get him to come to the party and he's mad Jughead's mad at Archie because he thinks Archie should have been his defense and should have prevented this from happening so what do we think about that theory fair I mean Archie hosted it he certainly could have said no yeah I mean I don't think I don't think Cheryl would have like let him say no no No, but like Archie should have said no to having it in the first place right oh right well Archie is sad about the divorce and he's feeling lonely and he really even just comes into the garage just to ask Jughead's opinion on the fact that Val is here and maybe Val's into him again yeah typical delusional Archie uh, I just like this is supposed to be about Jughead not about you Archie shut up Archie mm-hmm. yeah but it's Jughead's also being kind of really lame I did not care for his attitude yeah but also it's like everyone knows he doesn't like his birthday he doesn't want a party and they did it anyways like I get that just pretend it's not your birthday then just enjoy the party or something I know I would have just left like I wouldn't stay and have a pity party I would just leave yeah but then where does he go does he go back to the trailer literally anywhere else go set up pops yeah he could I mean, I do like the fact that Archie's kind of just like, yeah, but dude, like, you're dating someone now, so you kind of like, you, that's, you know, you signed up for, th- okay, Jughead was all fine going to the baby shower. Yeah, because it wasn't about him. Well, I guess. So, then FP shows up. FP gives him a present, and- I really want to know what present he got him. Yeah. Well, it's actually in a deleted scene. Oh, really? So, I do know what present what he had. If you have the DVDs, like I do, you get to find out what's in the present. So, Jughead opens it later in a deleted scene with Betty, and it's a, it's like, not even a present. What is with this show? It's very similar to what Alice did when she gave Polly the nightlight that she already owned. It's FP gives Jughead a stuffed animal of his dog, Hot Dog. So like it's it's confusing because Jughead doesn't have a dog in Riverdale, but in the comic books he has a dog named Hot Dog. And so it's a stuffed animal that's supposed to look like that. And then Jughead's like, oh, it's my stuffed animal Hot Dog. What? Huh. Yep. Okay. Anyway. Cool. (laughs) I can understand why they cut it out but it's just Is weird this to see 16th that 16th birthday just a logistic question yeah i think so okay i mean we could count the candles but i'm pretty sure it should be his 16th birthday it can, it's not 17th for sure and i feel like it wouldn't be 15th it could be 15th i guess i mean but i could believe that jughead's like a little older like he just seems more mature i guess does he seem more mature or does he seem like a weirdo <laughs> i'm a weirdo that makes it more believable if you just say it over and over again yeah uh, so back in the kitchen joaquin and kevin are making out i also just really enjoy that like every scene with Kevin in this episode he's just like hey this is my boyfriend Joaquin remember it's like he's just so excited to finally have someone to introduce and then there's a great exchange between Kevin and FP where Joaquin's like oh how do you guys know each other and he's like oh you know he kicked me out of the white worm one time and FP's just like yeah good times hey Joaquin can I talk to you real quick show me where the bathroom is so FP talks with Joaquin yeah and Joaquin is like hey Veronica suspects her dad of 
being involved in the murder, and FP says that's not good because he's had business in the past with Hiram. So I guess this is kind of like just more reiterating that FP has something to do with this whole Jason situation. Yeah, it's just like we are supposed to be sus. Yeah, so hopefully more on that because there's only a few more episodes left in the season. So I guess we're going to be finding out what the situation is. But Veronica recognizes FP finally clicks in her mind that he's the guy who her mom gave money to at the drive-in way back in like episode four, I guess. Kevin informs her that that's Jughead's dad. So she is putting pieces together of her own. Um, And then Alice is there just like spooping on FP and Archie. Which is so weird because it's like if there's a party going on, she's in Betty's room, which is directly across from Archie's room. And she's using binoculars, which you totally do not need. But there's a party going on downstairs. So I'm like, why is she up in Betty's room using that to spy on the party? It didn't make sense at all why she would be in that room. I mean, I can believe, like, I understand why she's in Betty's room because that just seems like the kind of thing that she might routinely do. But it is weird that she, yeah, is looking into Archie's room. As Did she have to... binoculars or was that, I'm making that up? <laughs> I don't know. I can okay. believe it. It feels right. <laughs> I don't remember. But yeah, and then and then Betty asks Chuck to leave again and he's mad and he's like, oh my gosh, I, you know, what you did to me, you lost my scholarship. And she's like, oh wow, there was consequences to you sexually harassing those girls. So glad that she just lays it out for him. Then she slaps him. So that's always fun because he's being a creep talking about Dark Betty again. I don't know. Ugh. I just, I feel like this Chuck stuff is not something we need. Yeah, I feel like it was resolved and we didn't need to see it again. Yeah. Then Betty and Jughead talk in the garage and uh, he's mad and he's blaming her for inviting his dad to a party where there's drinking and she's like, yeah, I totally didn't know there was going to be drinking here. And uh, and then he says again, in case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. <laughs> he's not wrong. It is weird. <laughs> Yeah, I just love that. Oh, you just really, you know, tell them the audience what they want to hear. At least he recognizes that the hat's weird. He is self-aware about his weird hat. Yeah, and it's a pretty sad argument, I guess, because she's, you know, she's just she's just trying to do something nice for him. I mean, she wasn't really thinking about what he wanted, but I think she kind of assumed like, oh, there's this damaged boy and I want to fix it, kind of, which is like, I don't know. I, there are so many shows and movies that make that seem like it's a negative thing but like she's trying to give him something that he didn't get growing up yeah but it's also like you they should have had communication like but i think the other thing is they just started their relationship so it's not like they may have that great of communication or that she truly knows every single thing about him to know that this is like even the small inner circle party would not be what he would want just makes him feel uncomfortable but i think there's also you know there's a lot on him as far as wanting to push people away even though they're trying to do something nice like not recognizing what they're doing for you because they like you and and want to be your friend. Yeah, I mean, it's episode 10, but I think people forget that they didn't start having their first, like, I don't know, like, their first kiss was in, what, episode 6? 5 or 6? Yeah. So it's it hasn't been that long since they've been together. It's not like it's been all season. And then he throws at her that he calls her perfect, and she doesn't like that word, and he says that they're just too different, well, the girl next and they're on door. borrowed time. Yeah, and he says that she's just slumming it with him until our 
Archie changes his mind. He's not just one of her projects. So it's pretty sad. And she leaves the room. And I think he probably regrets it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's sad watching that happen because she doesn't deserve that. But I think it's more just his insecurities coming out of what he thinks could happen. Really short moment between Archie trying to get back with Val and she calls him a hot mess and throws a drink in his face. So that was great. I love that. And then Archie spins out of control and drunk dials his dad, which is also really great. Yeah, Archie just being like low-key hammered in this episode is an underrated highlight. But it's also, it's some of the most realistic drunk teen that I've seen because drunk teen, they're not necessarily going to like do something insane and dance on a table or, I mean, like I know that could happen, but a lot of times when you're upset and you're drinking because you're upset, this is more the kind of thing you're going to do. Be sloppy, you know, sharing your feelings with a girl and then like being sad and calling the person you're sad about. That is more likely. Anyway. But then for whatever reason, we need to play Secrets and Sins. Because Jughead tries to leave the party and Cheryl doesn't let him. I feel like he easily could have left somehow. Just like go out the back door. It's not like she had a gun. Like, no, she locks the door from inside the house. Like he could have left or he could have just gone up to Archie's room to sleep. Yeah. He had options. So what are y'all's feelings on Secrets and Sins? I feel like they were trying to do a close but no cigar but then they re- they acknowledged the fact that it was a change on truth or dare so then i was but like but it's not okay. truth or dare it's just like hey we're gonna it's just hey expose your secrets what is the motivation there is none whatever so the secrets that are revealed i thought it was a good way to get everything on the table well that's true that's true this it was nice. a plot device not a game yeah so the secrets that are revealed uh cheryl crushed questions veronica on her dad's purchasing the drive-in land which i think is the first time jughead is hearing out hearing about this veronica says that cheryl may have killed her brother and also possibly been in love with him that's just like hilarious to have on the table kevin <laughs> channeling the audience this is riveting i can't breathe um i love that dilton doily out of nowhere I'm not sure why he's there he reveals that he saw miss grundy's car near sweetwater river on the fourth of july and reveals that uh archie was basically banging a teacher which um i guess is it chuck who's like thinks that's cool or maybe that was reggie maybe reggie oh chuck is like oh moment. i would have put you in the book if i had known yeah. yeah so it is chuck cheryl says that archie has mommy issues which is definitely true everyone has parent issues and then uh i love when when cheryl's like oh big whoop betty doily's a psychopath everybody knows that so that was kind of funny um that they just throw that out since he was there with a gun and then chuck brings up what betty did to him in the hot tub and um i totally agree that when he says that she was wearing a god-awful wig because it is it's bad like you can find a dark-haired wig that is nicer than the one she has. I think it's yeah, just it's the expensive. fact that it's... But it's so, like, it's just not long enough. Make it shoulder length. Make it, like, I don't know, better than it is. Uh, well, they only have so show. many options at Party City, okay? The wigs are so bad in the show. And Jughead punches Chuck and starts a fight. So, cool. It gets broken up really fast, though. Yeah, with minimal damage. FP breaks up the fight in the party. FP tells Jughead to go comfort Betty. So, he's being a good Yeah, parent. that was really good and really happy that FP stepped up there. I also liked the confrontation with FP and Alice that we got, or we got to see a little bit moment and we learned that Alice is from the South Side and presumably used to be a serpent. Yeah, he said snakes don't shed their skin that easily. So Which I think snakes actually do shed their skin. <laughs> they just grow a new one, but okay. <laughs> I hope we get more of this FP and Alice stuff. They have fun chemistry. He's just like, he's like, you're still hot. Too bad you're a stick in the mud. Love that. And I mean, you know what? True. Hey, at least she's still feisty. Betty and Jughead go to Pops and he's a lover 
and a fighter. I've got layers. I love that. Like She's onions. Like, I've got layers. <laughs> yeah. Betty talks about the darkness in her and shows him his scars. And then, okay, this is what I want to talk about. Just some differences here between how Betty and Jughead communicate and how Archie and Veronica communicate. There is like a whole, I don't know, maybe it's only like 10 or 15 seconds, but there's a chunk of time at the end of this scene after she shows him her scars where he like closes her hands and then they sort of like lean against each other and it's it's like it's acting without saying anything we understand that they're now they're accepting and caring about each other and that they get the darkness and the emo-ness okay then let's look at the conversation that Archie and Veronica have it's all talk no actual emotion it's just one after another saying things that they're upset about it's like Archie will say I'm sad my parents are getting a divorce and instead of Veronica being like oh my gosh wow that's so bad like yeah your parents that must be hard instead she's just like tell me about it my life's terrible too she she's she's one of those people who i feel like she's listening to what you're saying just waiting for the opening of when she can talk but see that's just who the two people are they're so self-centered that they don't care about building a true relationship with the other person they're both the worst and so their relationship is the worst and then betty and jughead are not the worst so their relationship's a little better you mean the best because they're I mean, bughead not- and we are a pro bughead podcast i'm no no ma'am i'm not saying any more ship names after you bleeped me last time <laughs> sometimes those are hard they to get catch. She, she didn't fall for my clever ruse <laughs> anyway then betty and her mom talk and her mom's like oh here's some tea and some aspirin for the headache and betty just accepts that i'm sorry shouldn't she tell her mom like hey yeah i didn't actually drink i'm fine or are we to believe that she did drink and that vision of the party of her jumping up and down with archie did happen at some point i think it's also just like she can't argue with her mom about this right now like yeah it's just not gonna help the situation and then alice is the only observant person here who thinks it's weird that kevin and joaquin are dating because joaquin's a serpent and kevin's the son of the sheriff and she thinks there's more to the story yeah well but there's also just not that many out gay boys in high school age in riverdale it's not like they have a ton of options that is a good point but that's why alice is in charge of the blue and gold she's good at deductions she has those instincts (laughs) yeah she's just gonna she's gonna come in the next morning and betty's gonna be like okay mom so what's on the docket today and she's gonna be like we're investigating kevin and joaquin (laughs) that's our job we're we're digging into this strictly blue and gold material oh god figuring out why these boys are dating yeah now that the party's over they don't need to get supplies then veronica talks with betty and she brings some baked goods but she doesn't tell betty about the kiss and it's funny because betty goes oh the last time you brought me baked goods was when you kissed archie (laughs) and the audience goes uh good one (laughs) (laughs) veronica still thinks her dad may be involved with the murder so she wants in she wants to help with the investigation so sorry we're gonna have to put a pause on the whole kevin joaquin thing because uh blue and gold business needs to investigate her father we we've got a murder that we need to dig deeper into yeah we gotta wrap this up because there's only like three episodes left of season season one so only two more right is it 12 or 13 i thought it was 13 but i I seriously when i started the 10th episode i thought this was going to be the last one and then i was really confused why (laughs) everything wasn't wrapped up and then i realized there were more episodes (laughs) that would be so funny if this was just the end of season one mary andrews comes back at the end it was really confusing (laughs) have fun waiting for a year for the next episode or the next season well i watched this one and the next one because i thought we were going to record two podcast episodes um and now we're not so i'm gonna have to re-watch the next one again even though it was a horrible episode (laughs) and uh i blame you 
Well, that's kind of the end of the episode. <laughs> it is. Yep, that's the end. So, uh, The Lost Weekend, the title of this episode, was a 1945 film by Billy Wilder starring Ray Milland about a chronic alcoholic going through a four-day drinking bout, which at first when I read that description, I thought it was like the hangover kind of situation, but it sounds like it's actually like a really it sounds like sad. a serious, like dark, yeah. sad movie. Yeah, so it kind of is. I, I guess they liked the title for the party situation, even though there really wasn't any lost weekendy kind of things happening. Well, I wonder, about do you this. think Archie remembers the whole party? <laughs> I don't know. He remembered drunk dialing his dad, so. Oh, God. I'm low. I don't Can know you if he remembers. drunk dialing your dad? Uh, um, my dad I don't probably think I've ever done that. Yeah, I don't think my dad would care, so. Like, my dad know. wouldn't care that I was drinking, but he'd probably be like, what's going on here? Why are you calling me? I looked up, so then the only real new character in this episode was Paul Sourberry, who is not anyone from Archie Comics as far as I can tell, but he is a character in Oliver Twist, so huh. does have a literary background there. That's indeed. good to know. Yeah. So what did you guys think was the cringiest part of this episode? Because there's a bit of cringe. I think when Jughead goes, I'm not normal. I'm not wired to be normal. That was pretty cringe. Yeah. I just yeah. thought his whole being pouty about the party was cringy. Yeah. So I have that. I have Archie drunk dialing his dad. And I have Betty singing happy birthday. Really creepy. Mm, I feel like it's between Betty and Jughead. Yeah. Um, huh. I don't know if Betty's ever won a cringy thing. Or Jughead, actually. Can we? Just, mm, I, mm, they're both cringy. Betty might be a little cringier. I just find the Jughead stuff so funny. It's one of my favorite memes. What do you think, Hannah? Let's go with Jughead. He's pretty cringy. What about the most normal person of the week? Either Archie? <laughs> I had either Alice or Ethel. I had Ethel or Kevin. Because <laughs> I love I love just Ethel being like, oh, oh, Jughead, you haven't had any birthday cake yet. Like She's just oblivious to the mad party going on around her and she's just sitting in the kitchen. Love that. And she just wants to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I guess. But like, is that, is that normal? normal or is she weird <laughs> i don't think she acts normal in this episode yeah but like as a high schooler Ooh, that's no, normal okay, none of those other people act normal for me it I was i mean alice acts pretty normal no she's she the advisor she doesn't have an actual job and she's willing to go and be the advisor at leon gold i, I do think, not like, think that's normal. archie is like having trouble dealing with his parents divorce turns to alcohol for a crutch i feel like that's like fairly standard okay we can do it but you have to remember that this is the episode where Kirsten and decides that Archie is the most normal person on Riverdale. This, okay, you guys also said that this was a good episode. I did not find enjoyment in this episode at all. You guys were like, this is one of my favorites from season one. And I was like, what? I love this episode. No, this episode sucked. Okay. And that's just demonstrated Look, by the fact we that all Archie know acted normal. That the most normal person in this episode is Valerie, but we can't give it to her again two yeah, weeks Yeah, Valerie gets the most normal person too many times. Yeah. No, what, what's, what's okay. her brother's name? Trev? Trev wasn't and, in this episode. Um, if only. But he did get it. Pop wasn't in this episode Val's family either. gets it more than anyone else. So are we going, Archie? Well, like, who's actually more Kevin. normal in this episode? Mm. But did he... Kevin, I could he kind of it? get behind... I mean, we, it's Kevin not, got it episode one, and that like, was it's it. not pie. They don't need to have equal slices. I don't know. Yeah. I do think it's kind of funny, just that I don't know if Archie's ever going to get it again. Oh, Archie will never get it. That's the reason we give it to them most <laughs> of the time. This may be it. But that's fine. Archie can get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But, oh, okay. here's the here's the one not real thing about it. He is the sole one cleaning up the party, and he manages to get the house cleaned up in time, right before his parents come home. Yeah, but we don't know how long it's been. I don't since. know. Like, it could be, his parents could get home at like 3 p.m. We don't know. Yeah, because they're a long pretty drive far from Chicago. From Chicago. <laughs> 
Yeah. Did they fly or did they drive? I'm sure they drove. Okay, everyone, that's it for this episode. We're going to get into spoilers after this, so stick around if you want to hear those. But that's all for season one stuff. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back next time for our recap of episode 11. Until then, you can follow me online at Frail Mary everywhere. You can follow Kirsten at Kirsten Said What everywhere, and you can follow Hannah at Hannah E. V-E. No. Hannah. It's still too complicated. Hannah E. E-X-E. Hannah E.exe. No, Hannah V. On Instagram. God, Hannah V. Exe on Instagram. I need to write this down somewhere. If you would like to help out the podcast, you can please leave us a review on iTunes. Got a review recently from Thor First 7373. And they said, My newest must listen podcast. Thanks to Kirsten and Mary and Hannah. I've now watched all three seasons of Riverdale. So thank you? Question mark. Which is uh, probably the most accurate view we've ever gotten. Well, and so he has also been, that's Tom, um, that's Tom, and he's been tweeting at us his thoughts on Riverdale as he went through his entire, uh, his entire watch through, and I think we created a monster. I think he likes Riverdale too much. <laughs> yeah, Tom likes Riverdale more than we do, so Which is thank not you. Hard. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Tom, and yes, everyone else, five-star reviews only. We do not accept less than five stars. Yes, and please, if you start listening and you want to tweet at us your thoughts throughout the seasons I love reading those so that's probably one of my favorite parts is just hearing everyone else even though we may have already recorded the episode for for the one you're talking about yes we still want to know yes exactly we really do because it's fun it's it's just fun to to see the journey happen but anyway all right everyone we are going to jump into spoilers now so if you would like to hop out now talk to you next time get it out this out leave leave Okay, time for the spoilers. So I just have a couple of things written down that I thought were interesting. First off, okay, the payments to the Blossom family from the lodges for 75 years, how have they even known each other this long? Because given the flashback episode in season three, it seemed like Hiram like wasn't really- He was the new kid in, in town. Riverdale or something. Well, and it also yeah. didn't seem like he came from money. It seemed like he was trying to become rich because right. he didn't want to be poor anymore. So it just doesn't really fit with this narrative that they've given us this episode. Yeah, we very rarely hear about Hiram's parents or family. We, in the episode where Veronica gets, um, what is it? Not baptized. What's it called? Confirmation. Confirmation or whatever. Yeah, in Veronica's confirmation episode, she does talk about her grandmother. We don't know which side of the family that's on, but she talks about how her grandmother is her sponsor for the confirmation. But we never hear anything about, like, her dad's parents or family, and so we can only assume that they're in the same sort of business but yeah I feel like this is something that the show kind of just like pays fat plays fast and loose with in terms of like where Hiram came from does he know everyone did he go to Riverdale with them or not it's a little bit complicated Hermione during the episode also calls Clifford a wig wearing monster which I feel like is a little bit of foreshadowing because I don't think we've like officially been confirmed yet that Clifford wears a wig but then we're gonna get that in in I think the next next episode episode. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's a little bit of foreshadowing if you hadn't caught that already because at least for me, I didn't. Once you see that it's a wig, it's really obvious because it is another bad wig in Riverdale. But I didn't really pick that up. Well, he's always wearing beginning. his newsy cap, so <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. it makes it hard to tell that it's a wig underneath. Yeah, but it kind of ruins the surprise for the next episode. 
I also don't think that you can call uh, Betty's wig really bad when you have Veronica's blonde wig. That just looked terrible. Oh my gosh. Yes, I was going to mention that. Like Riverdale, I don't know what it is because I feel like you should have enough money. They are not to, the town with wigs, let me tell you. <laughs> they Well, they're the town with wigs, but they're not the town with wigs. But I do wigs. like the thing. Okay, the thing with Veronica's blonde wig, again, is the blonde does not look good on her, but it is a higher quality wig than what you see on Betty. Betty's is a party yeah. city wig. But it's season it's one. Like, Maybe they didn't have a much funds but but uh, who Someone that found that good. black wig in the back of their closet they were like i use this sometimes let's use it for the show like they did not go for like a, what do they a use supplier? it sometimes for like i own three wigs actually i own well, like yeah, five assuming... but i own three that i wear and all of them i use in lots of music videos yeah so i'm assuming that's what i was for. indicating that somebody uses it for sex yeah that was i'm sorry what is that when you kiss with your mouth closed and then straddle someone yes that's exactly right okay sometimes when two people really care about each other they put uh-huh. on a wig and they straddle each other and they kiss with closed mouths and that's where right. babies come from awesome glad to hear it um mary andrews is no surprise the smartest character on the show uh because she left riverdale and got out of there before all hell breaks loose over the next three i would seasons. have called her the most normal person if she hadn't come back yeah are you saying it's no surprise because her name's mary no but i appreciate that i was saying it just because she's like for a show called riverdale you can't have them leave Riverdale, but I just like to think that Mary, like every time she leaves and goes back to Chicago, she's just like, wow, back to back to reality. Yeah, probably. But then she keeps coming back, so I'm just like, take I can't your trust son. Her. Like he is underage. Just take him and leave. But like, did they not determine custody as part of the the finalized? No, I feel that, that like was still Fred and Mary. Why they had to go to Chicago? They still need to go over the final details too. And well, and I I feel like Fred and Mary are the kind of people who it's like, okay, if Archie has grown up here his whole life and like all his friends are here like we're not going to yank him out of it even if it's literally for his safety i think after the teacher though they should have taken him out yeah but it's also it's like kids move it's like i get that people are like yeah it's a disruption to my kid to move them and i get like don't move them halfway through a school year but like kids move all the time and sometimes you just have to move yeah but i mean more like i just feel like they would let him make the decision well nobody should ever let archie make any decision (laughs) wait i'm sorry i thought he was the most normal person in this episode which was a train wreck where no one was normal he is a hot mess. FP is saying these kids are more on the ball than the sheriff. Uh, truer words were never spoken. Okay. Sorry, sheriff. Soon they'll Hot be kind of sheriffs. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even, I forgot about that. But I liked the part where Alice uh, comes in and she seems kind of apprehensive about Betty dating that Jones boy. And so, you know, we know that FP and Alice were a major thing back in high school. So it's just kind of interesting. I probably wouldn't want my daughter dating uh, the son of my ex-boyfriend either. Yeah, my ex-baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's weird that's you know yeah it's uh it's not normal <laughs> it's certainly not normal and then uh betty's darkness okay does this matter no like in the grand scheme no, of riverdale it doesn't. like is it real because it's a huge part of season two especially with the black yeah. hood and they bring it up with how a lot like is she more dark than archie or jughead or anyone else it doesn't seem like it it seems more like I she's think they're just... pushing it too hard you know they really well, want us like, to believe unexpectedly this. dark right yeah I think they're just trying to like make her a character who's not just the girl next door and by that they're like oh she's got this darkness within her but like the darkness within her really doesn't ever 
seem to be more dark than anyone else's except that she just keeps talking yeah. about it yeah i feel like it's just because she presents so much girl next door that they're like we need to counter it yeah i mean i like i like the character trait but i just don't think it actually matters as much as the show wants they it didn't to. put enough development into it to make us truly believe that there's something really wrong right it's not like she's having right. panic attacks or she had that one thing with chuck where she let her emotions get the better of her and she holds her fist really tight but it's like there's nothing that truly says oh yeah this girl's super freaky it's like what she gets angry sometimes yeah. everyone gets angry sometimes <laughs> yeah i would too if i lived in this stupid she's town. a hormonal teenager oh no wow groundbreaking <laughs> a moody yeah. teenager <laughs> yeah. on the other hand lol at veronica saying that archie is less messed up than most of the people in this town because i think she's going to regret those words pretty soon yeah you're not wrong i mean this is the same guy who fights a grizzly bear uh, twice in the hinterlands <laughs> no it's only one grizzly bear and one man dressed up as a grizzly bear it counts and then he's gonna walk all the way home from the hinterlands yeah yeah which are definitely a real place yep yeah <sighs> all right well that's all i had you guys have any more connections no i i feel like this one doesn't have that much i feel like the next one has more yeah it's a pretty standalone episode with the exception of veronica being sketched out by her dad and joaquin and fp talking a little bit more about jason's murder we really don't get a whole lot farther into the plot so i think the reason that i liked it is because it is kind of standalone but then we also just get to learn more about the characters i feel like there was some amount of character development within the four core people and a little bit with the parents i mean i guess it was fine there's there was enough um i mean we definitely got like seeds of things like alice and fp like you were saying so that's all good anyway well that's all i had and so we will be back next time to talk about episode 11 really excited to wrap up this season pretty soon and move on to season two which i'm doing a rewatch of season two right now with my sister and i I actually i like season two more than i thought i would is your favorite episode the musical one i like the musical episode so you're never gonna get me to say otherwise well it was trash so (laughs) congratulations okay we'll have this debate in uh like 23 more weeks Um, oh god so (laughs) we'll get to it so many more weeks yeah Uh, well that's okay we get we get just think about all the fun things coming up you know like uh like wrestling and and Hiram. Huh. Well, Fun anyways, stuff. this ended up on a downer. The ghoulies, the sugar man, the black hood. Who's the sugar man? Exactly. We'll get back to that <laughs> in later weeks. All right, everyone. Talk to you next time. Bye. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's hot because someone is on top. All those for Cheryl? All those for Veronica? Like, stop.